Let's head over to the KRDO Newsline here at 8.37. We're joined by military analyst Jeff McClausland. And Jeff, we know we are approaching the second anniversary of the uh, Ukraine-Russia war. And uh, what does the death and uh, ongoing kind of talking points surrounding the uh, death of uh, Navalny, the uh, Russian opposition leader, what does this mean as far as that ongoing conflict or really any challenges to uh, Russia's war path moving ahead? Well, frankly, Andrew, that's an open question at the moment. And the question, obviously, is will the death of Navalny spur, you know, large-scale demonstrations across the Russian Federation, or will the Russian fe- Russian people basically be muted by repression that we see ongoing, inflicted upon them by Vladimir Putin? So far, at least, we know hundreds of people haven't found been arrested. Uh, there have been many efforts to dampen down such things as even leaving flowers at a memorial in Moscow, which is actually constructed to those who were persecuted during the times of the Soviet Union, and has kind of become an indirect prototype for those opposed to Ukraine, or in this case, the, the death of Navalny. It seems to me that this will be largely indicated by what happens on the 17th of March. That's the presidential elections uh, in Russia. And I think, frankly, Mr. Putin eliminating Navalny at this point is a hope that by that election, any opposition it generates will have dampened down. But in fact, uh, there have been suggestions by supporters of Navalny that uh, Russian people go to the polls on the 17th and write in his name for president. There have been other suggestions of sort of uh, silent protest by everyone who wants to vote or decides to vote or must vote, I should say, showing up all at noon so the polling sites are overwhelmed as a, as a form of, of demonstration. But whether or not that occurs, again, remains to be seen. We also have seen uh, speeches by his wife, uh, who seems to have now taken on the mantle of leadership of this sort of protest against Putin and against repression in the Russian Federation. Whether she's able to galvanize his supporters or not also remains to be seen. And then finally, of course, what do Western leaders do? There was a lot of hand-wringing at the most recent Verkunda conference, which occurred in Munich and finished up last weekend. A lot of uh, protests and a lot of words spoken about their outrage over Navalny's death. Well, that translates into action, such as the Republican Congress allowing at least a vote on military aid uh, for Ukraine remains to be seen. My personal recommendation would be for Congress to rename that aid bill the Navalny Military Aid Bill uh, in an effort to push it through. Yeah, because, I mean, it seems so blatant. This latest act by uh, Putin, uh, if if one uh, follows uh, a lot of the uh, suggestions that he was responsible in some way for Navalny's death, uh, which it seems like there's not really much question. That's exactly right. I mean, cynically, cynically, the leadership in Moscow is saying Mr. Navalny died of sudden death syndrome, which uh, sounds like execution to me uh, in, in using other words. Uh, but in fact, we know they were trying to kill him slowly over time by moving him to this uh, remote Arctic penal colony called Polar Wolf, depriving him of food, depriving him of medical care. Any film you saw of him recently, you could see he was thinner, more gaunt. So they were either trying to kill him suddenly or slowly over time. Also, his mother has shown up at the site demanding the release of the body so a funeral can be conducted. So far, at least, the uh, Russian leadership has refused to do that and say they must keep it for many weeks to, in fact, conduct a full test of the body. My guess is they want, if they poisoned him, they want any residue of that poison to be removed from the body prior to any kind of external examination. Or there's a very distinct possibility, I believe, that they will never, ever see his body. 
Yeah, and as you mentioned as well, there's that ongoing debate in uh, Congress as far as uh, continued funding to help with the uh, Ukrainian aid. And we know a lot of that aid also tied to Israel. And is this kind of delayed? And, you know, unfortunately, business is normal on Capitol Hill here in uh, the U.S. really kind of destabilizing much more internationally these days? Yeah, that, that was really a concern. That was played out, you know, in bold relief, I think, at that Veracundi conference I mentioned by a number of our allies who were, A, outraged by some of the remarks we made and really concerned about the United States' willingness to stand behind our, our NATO commitments, not only in terms of how that might over time uh, thwart Russians' efforts to take over Ukraine, but what kind of message are we sending uh, around the world to other potential antagonists. What, what word, how does uh, China interpret this in terms of their aggressive action in the South China Sea or against Taiwan? How does Iran interpret this? How does North Korea interpret this? Uh, I think those are really very great questions. It would seem to me, at least, from my, my view is that um, while you can argue perhaps against these aid packages for a number of reasons, uh, it seems to me at a minimum, uh, the speakers should at least allow the, the bill to come to the floor for a vote, but not allowing that to to occur it seems to me really very problematical at best. Yeah, it, because while, you know, on the political domestic situation, it may seem like, uh, you know, this is, you're giving the Democrats what they want, but at the same time, this is refusing. It might be emboldening uh, Putin and other autocrats around the world. Yeah, and, then, and we also need to understand that the war in Ukraine so far, not a single American soldier, some Americans, but those were volunteers, not a single American soldier has has died. So if one says the Russia is a threat to the United States now and perhaps a bigger threat in the future, uh, this type of military assistance to me seems like, frankly, almost in a cynical way, a, a, a pretty sound investment into the future to deter conflict where not doing so, I fear, uh, actually encourages autocrats around the world, which may over time end up bringing us directly into conflict. All right. I, I wish we had more time. Always good to talk to you and get your take on things. Take care.